Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! With a view, Wednesday edition, wet Wednesday edition, another wet day. We we are uh, swimming with the ducks this week. There's no doubt about that. It's uh, raining. Gosh, I heard it raining all night, rain and thunder, uh, just a steady rain. There's no telling how much we have, but if you live if you live near low ground, uh, you might ought to be taking a look around. My name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How are you? I'm doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York, how you doing? Just great, Del. Good morning on this wet, bonny day. I know it's a rainy day in Georgia, baby. And rainy day in Tennessee as well, but yeah, in Georgia as well. Uh, you know, folks, Warnock won. Uh, I don't think anybody uh, we know is surprised by that. Uh, and... It, contrary to you know what the talk you hear you know no more celebrity candidates and that kind of thing let me let me tell you the i think it's a reflection on the georgia republican party and i'm I'm talking about i'm not talking about people who identify as republicans i'm talking about the party apparatus itself in georgia uh it's run by brian kemp who's the republican governor of georgia now he easily won uh re-election this last time around against Stacey Abrams. However, uh, Brian Kemp is a one-trick pony, folks, and I doubt he will be... If if Georgia Republicans, and I'm talking about their party, keep doing what they're doing, more than likely Brian Kemp will be the last Republican governor of Georgia in the foreseeable future. They have got the Georgia Republican... A lot of Republican leadership has been saying this, Republicans have got to get out and hustle. They've got to get out. You know, if ballot harvesting's legal, they got to do ballot harvesting. If drop boxes are legal, they got to put them in the drop boxes. And they got that need to get out there in rural Georgia and go door to door to those double wides, and uh, where the angry and, and oppressed voters at this point, because they don't think their vote counts, uh, get them out and get them to vote, give them a ride to the polls, give them a sandwich, whatever it takes, and. Brian Kemp, the governor of Georgia, who's the party leadership, uh, does not believe in that. He does not believe, he doesn't want the support of the smelly people from Walmart. And um, instead trying to concentrate on suburban Republicans. And uh, he's a Bill, one- you're missing it. You're missing an important point. It, this just didn't happen in Georgia. It happened across the nation. I'm going to give you a Cajun word that defines the type of quality of candidates that the GOP had. Couillon. Couillon. 
I, I don't know. C O U Y O N. That's a Cajun term, Kuyong, and it stands for foolish people. A foolish I, I, person. I thought y'all you were talking put about too many thing. foolish. <laughs> y'all put y'all put too many foolish people on the ballot, and and I, the public is tired of it. I, I think also we're so stuck in the past. It's time to be a party that's united. It's time to be a party that you know can bring solutions to the table. We're so stuck on 2020. We're not focusing towards the future. We're not focusing. I mean, the reason why you see what happened in Georgia happen is they work so daggum hard, you know, against the system and going back in time instead of looking forward and looking ahead. I think in election, election integrity is important. But I think also we got to get we got to get our heads out of our butts and move forward. Yeah, Gabe, uh, folks. That good well morning. said, Gabe. Well said. Well, good morning to Gabe Howard, Eighth District Commissioner of Murray County. How you doing? Doing well, doing well, Delk. Uh, okay. Good morning, Murray County. Good morning, Middle Tennessee. Yeah, of course you always got to do that kind of thing. But I, I'm just going to reiterate you. You uh, and a lot of Republican leadership in the national on the national stage has been pointing this out. You, you uh, the. I, the uh, Brian Kemp down there was totally focused on suburban, you know, Volvo driving, Volvo driving women, suburban women, and uh, he he won't lower himself to going out there double wide to double wide and asking for people's votes. And the Republican leadership in Georgia needs to do that. They need to do what the other side's doing, you know, uh, ballot harvesting, drop boxes early voting uh the whole nine yards and get their people out and embrace the anger they're not doing anything illegal Dale. well no i'm not advocating the republican party do anything illegal but they need whatever's legal they need to be doing it and uh they need to embrace uh the people who are angry and oppressed and living in those double wides and uh it's it's a it's just a failure of leadership and brian kemp is a failure as a leader of the republican party of georgia and i think this i think that's what this reflects it's not just kemp it's across the nation uh, i i totally the swing agree states proved that they weren't going for the bs and, and i just want to go on the record and say i am a republican i am a conservative i think that also one thing that keeps you know continually getting us back in this stuck place of you know, we've got, um, I believe, a president that served us well. I know that uh, Mr. York will disagree with that. Um, but it's time to move forward from this Trump era. You know, the Republican Party also has a responsibility and opportunity to put a candidate forward that will be a leader, that will be a uniter. And, you know, it's, t- it's time for them to stand up and do something about it. Well... I mean, I agree, but, uh, you know, all of these Republicans like Paul Ryan, who's, you know, already got the word loser written on his forehead, uh, getting getting out there and saying that, you know, anybody can beat Joe Biden in 24. He's such a stumbling, bumbling, dementia uh, loser. Anybody can beat and anybody can get elected to the Senate because uh, nobody wants to give Biden another Democratic vote. Well, Folks, Joe Biden's been kicking our butt, and whatever he's got, people like it. So get over it. And decency. 
Don't don't sit on your hands. Normal. Go, don't sit on your hands. I, I would not call anything about Joe Biden normal. Normal decency. <laughs> do, do not Concerned. sit on. Do not sit on your hands and go. Oh, there's no way people will vote to give Warnock. I mean, to give Biden another vote in the Senate. Well, they just did. You know, not extreme. Oh uh, well, let's Clayton. Do you have that breaking news you can play for us? Yes, sir. Give me one second. All right. We got this just in, folks, from CNN and MSNBC. And I believe NPR carried this story as well. Uh, Probably not. Not if y'all putting it together like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Some more propaganda, folks. Conspiracy theory number 3,452. There's no conspiracy involved in what we're about to play. <laughs> Um, Quit putting them cool young about candidates. About implicit institutional bias regarding diversity in the workplace while creating a safe space to deconstruct microaggressions stemming from systemic inequality created by an oppressive cisnormative system while increasing equity in the name of inclusivity to combat racial racist racism for minorities and the trauma from being marginalized by climate change. We interview the leader of BLM, a POC, about AOC fighting for CRT. We cover how the LGBTQs are crippled by toxic toxic masculinity. We then shame you for having white privilege, because if you're white, you're privileged, regardless of if you're mentally ill, dying of a horrible disease, or been raped a bunch. We then talk about Trump for 30 minutes, pretending like we hate him, but clearly want him elected again because we can no longer pay our rent with tote bags. We then reveal another 75 new gender identities, and finally we ask, should Guy Fieri be canceled for culturally appropriating lesbians? It's currently 79 degrees in Central Park. The time is 4.53 p.m. But time was invented by the patriarchy, so you can make up whatever time you'd like. We'll be right back. Play, play that from the top one more time. Who is science and talk about implicit institutional bias regarding diversity in the workplace while creating a safe space to okay. deconstruct microaggressions stemming from systemic inequality created by an oppressive cisnormative system while increasing equity in the name of inclusivity to combat racial racist racism for minorities and the trauma from being marginalized by climate change. We interview the leader of BLM, a POC, about AOC fighting for CRT. We cover how the LGBT cues are crippled by toxic masculinity. We then shame you for having white privilege, because if you're white, you're privileged regardless of if you're mentally ill, dying of a horrible disease, or been raped a bunch. We then talk about Trump for 30 minutes, pretending like we hate him, but clearly want him elected again because we can no longer pay our rent with tote bags. We then reveal another 75 new gender identities, and finally we ask, should Guy Fieri be cancelled for culturally appropriating lesbians? It's currently 79 degrees in Central Park. The time is 4.53 p.m. But time was invented by the patriarchy, so you can make up whatever time you'd like. We'll be right back. There you go, folks. Still trying to groom your audience. I'm dealt. Still trying to groom your listening audience. I'm, I'm not sure what you mean by that, but you know that's a parody. But it is a very accurate parody, and it represents the uh, the uh, center of the Democratic Party today and the sycophant media that supports them. That- that's um, nowhere near the center of the Democratic Party. Well, it, it is, Mr. York. It, all you got to do is, is check the news out every day. Those uh, are extreme positions that you're talking about. Though they're, they're, well, yes, they are, but they're the center of the Democratic Party. And, uh, and only, that's why Joe Biden is doing so well. He's not an extreme. And, and just think, the Democratic Party never relented to the extreme progressives. Biden is near the moderate middle, and that's why people like the way he's transacting business well, for this nation. Extreme, you know, he's 
he he is extreme and that we have absolutely open borders i read that statement from homeland security secretary mayorkas the other day and folks what you've got to remember about what i read which was a memo to all uh of the people who work at homeland security it basically said don't arrest anybody but what you've got to understand about that is when supervisors do performance reviews under the Biden administration, as they did under the Obama administration, if an agent arrests people or deports them, they're going to be disciplined. And and that's that's just the way they are demoralized. The head of the uh, uh, Border, Border Patrol and, and Customs Agents Union uh, has been speaking out loudly about this. Uh, he's a... As the head of the union, he can speak out. The line agents uh, cannot speak out, or they'll be fired. So that's that's what's going on. He's extreme on his transgender agenda. He's extreme on runaway excessive spending. He's extreme on wanting to enter in the use of fossil fuels, uh, basically within the next five years. Uh, and have us all, you know, riding around behind in buggies like the Mennonites. Uh, he's extreme. Now, you know, Delk, if you would get on the train of finding solutions instead of having grievances, this country would be better off. And that's what the Republicans well, need to do. We're we're need to come to oh, that, the that's rich, Mr. York. And come that's up rich. with a solution. If immigration is a problem, you know, it's I think a there was a solution. And somebody stopped that wall. Yeah, I think there was a solution from Build the previous the president. Building a wall. Because that, that's what Mr. York That's did. what every during, other country. During the four years of Trump, he, he was trying to help find solutions. And, yeah, yeah, we're not yeah. the first to build a wall, Mr. Mr. York. In the two years you've been on, I that, love That's so obsolete, Gabe. That, that's living back in ancient uh, China time when they built it, the Great it, Wall. I, and it Mr. worked. York, I, yeah. I, I love you, but, uh, you know, in the two years we've been on this together, you have yet to compromise any, you know, or to offer a theoretical compromise. I, I haven't heard a solution on the other side no, either. No, Mr. York, you've, you've never. I, I offered I offered a compromise. The Republicans and Democrats sit down and work out a reformed immigration policy. When you stop people Name from me coming one from the thing. southern border, but you import people from Ukraine, 100,000, and that's okay. So sit down. Ms. York, Ms. York, Ms. York, you have not. You have not mentioned one thing that you would be willing to move in in my direction as a conservative. I'm not, I'm, I'm not in the negotiating table. I'm just a talking head, Del, just like you are. The Congress folk have to do that. That's who represents us. You know, well, yeah, we could talk about theoretical. And, you know, you, I, I do I, all the time. I try to make an effort to say, okay, I, I think. You need to talk to Marsha Blackburn and Desjardins and Mark Green and all those dudes. Ms. York, you, know, you are not willing to compromise at all. And I'm, I'm talking about in your discussions about what your party might do, not personally. And you're well, not. You got to give me something to, to talk about. You know, you, you come up with nothing but grievances, and I'm telling you, the oh, best no, way no. is for people to sit down and I, hash no, it out. I, but I, you don't like that. I've, I've, you know, I've, I've floated many times the idea of uh, conservatives would agree to uh, give citizenship or a path to citizenship of the 10 to 15 or 20 million illegals in this country, and in exchange, the border wall, wall would be built and the border closed. And that's a non-starter. Building yeah, a wall, there we go. When people, All right. Well, when people, that's not even sensible, Dell. When people have 
11 million people have been here for years All and right. they can't get citizenship. That's a problem with our immigration. All policy. right, make a counteroffer. Make a counteroffer. Come up with a solution to give those people citizenship. All right, see, he's give, just not going to do it, y'all. Let's take a break. We'll come back. You give every other immigrant citizenship. Visit your local Buick and GMC dealership first for new or pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. Parks Motor Sales. At Parks, professional sales staff makes shopping easy. Buick and GMC financing can put you in the vehicle you want. And certified technicians keep vehicles running great. Experience the new Buick at Parks Motor Sales. Go online to parksmotorsales.com. Find your favorite vehicle. Then stop by Parks at 919 Nashville Highway for a test drive. Parks GMC. We are professional. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Have you been hauling your own garbage to the convenience center? Are you tired of doing it? Does your work schedule keep you from hauling it off regularly? Is your teenage son not taking it off like he promised when he got his driver's license? Do you have something better to do on Saturday? If any of these questions strike home to you, call the Garbage Man at 931-540-0919 and your problem will be solved. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. 
Check us out online at McEwingGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwing Group. Or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwing Group. Land is your legacy. Three dudes with a view. Wednesday, wet Wednesday edition. My name's Del Kennedy. I'm dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing? Doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. Good morning, Del. Del, it wouldn't be fair being a, a ex-sailor to not recognize this day in 1941 that happened to Pearl Harbor, the sinking of the Arizona. Yeah. Uh, and and the people that lost 1,100 people that lost their lives on the ship. And uh, I, I visited the memorial there. It's a very solemn place. It's like being in Arlington. You very, you only whisper when you're on the Arizona. So I went back several years ago to visit some, retract some of my steps when I was in the, in the Navy. And uh, I want to honor all those people that gave their lives and uh, continue those military people that continue to give their lives. So I, a- I, I concur, Miss York and. And uh, this day, that day in 1941, is something that continues to alter the course of our lives today, uh, and is very much present in in our lives today. So, yes, thank you for bringing that up, Gabe Howard, Eighth District Commissioner uh, in Murray County, is our guest today. How you doing, Gabe? I'm doing well, Delk. Thanks for having me. Uh, good morning, Murray County. Good morning, Middle Tennessee. Um, Mr. York, you uh, you kind of talked about Pearl Harbor. It's obviously a place uh, real special in my heart, being a Marine, and um, I was stationed in uh, Kaneohe Bay uh, on Wahoo. Um, got to go to Pearl Harbor several times for training and uh, also to visit the memorial. Um, so it, it's uh, it's it is a somber place. It's um, I mean you can't help but just pull up to the building and and just feel the emotions of of what happened that day and and uh you know once you go out to the memorial it's a it's a quiet place um it's a special place yeah gabe did you go to the memorial while you were there i well, i did i did yeah, i didn't i went 50 years later <laughs> yeah yeah i but did but i was i was homeported there on the USS Nicholas DD449 okay uh, i was i was there for uh, over 3 years yeah it's a uh, you know, it's pre- pretty amazing place, Hawaii. Uh, you don't realize how far it is out there until you've done that flight a couple of times. Um, but uh, my wife and I, uh, we definitely miss Hawaii. Uh, but we love being in uh, love being in Tennessee. She is a gener- generational Tennessean, and uh, um, she brought me here. So uh, happy, happy to be in Middle Tennessee. Yeah, good for your wife. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, let's, Gabe, we had you on last week, and we spent almost the whole hour talking about schools. Uh, let's, let's, we're going to talk about schools, but let's back up first and talk about uh, the idea of the new courthouse uh, where the old Daily Herald building used to be. What, what's, where is that going these days? You know, I think with, with a lot of respect to the entire process, I'd, I'd like to go back a little bit in time and just kind of talk through how we got to where we got to um 
you know, in 2012, there was a plan that was put together by a local architect um, that really was uh, this beautiful plan right off of the square. Um, you know, at that time, Murray County really did not have any way to move forward with, with that plan. It was, uh, you know, it may have been overbuilt at the time. There was a lot of square foot. There was a parking garage in downtown, you know, a lot of things it would have done. So um, we fast forward to, I guess, just and last that, year. That plan, of course, never happened. It, it never materialized. Right. And, and, you know, we never we never actually did anything with the plan. So, um, you know, I think Murray County spent, you know, $700,000 on architectural fees and and plans and uh you know never went anywhere with it uh with with no um had nothing to do with the architect it had to do with the fact there was no money in the coffers to make that happen so we kind of fast forward to last year um the commission you know uh went after and and started looking at how can we build um and just also so that people understand our courthouse is not sufficient for the needs uh the size of our county today as well as we've got some serious uh you know um ADA accessibility issues with the courthouse i mean it was built a long long time ago before those requirements were there um and so the commission was uh you know commissioned with finding a location and uh they bought the daily herald building um you know for almost 2 million dollars uh, the plan was at that time to put you know ten million dollars into it total, um, yep. and, and 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 we're talking about the outgoing commission. That's uh, correct. And they they were they left the commission left in August, and I believe more than half of the commission uh, was replaced. About three quarters. About three quarters was replaced in the August elections this year. So they uh, this thing was the the. Uh, demolition of the Daily Herald building uh, was accomplished, voted on, directed by the old commission, and now the new commission is left holding the bag. Uh, the the uh, Daily Herald building, folks, was, and, and as Gabe is saying, the original plan was to use the Daily Herald building. Not a not an ideal solution by any means, but you know if if the whole thing could have been done for less than 10 million dollars that would have been quite a bargain uh the herald building had a new roof uh it had up-to-date hvac that's right and the interior of it was basically uh it was operational it was functional yeah well the interior was basically just open space yeah and uh so you know offices and courtrooms and whatnot could be built in without tearing a bunch of stuff up and uh so it, it's it wasn't ideal but it, it if the original vision had been carried out it certainly would have, would have been a bargain uh to get some space in the downtown area uh but the old commission decided to table that plan and to go ahead and tear it down which uh the new commission i think considered trying to stop the demolition but effectively it was it was too late so if i got it right yeah so basically uh prior to you know the new commission uh being sworn in um they had already voted on you know essentially the 
the resolution to uh, come up with a plan for the Judicial Center, as well as, you know, almost $2.2 million for demolition and dirt work. You know, I think where we, if we can, one of the things that I, it's it's hard, uh, because I was an outspoken candidate that, you know, I did show up prior to this vote. I, I told them that, um, you know, really should they weren't ready they weren't ready to to vote on a a plan for the judicial center and you know in our own personal lives we wouldn't go start tearing down a perfectly good house um until we've got the plan for uh, the new house we're going to build in that place uh you know there was no approved plans there was no uh budget numbers um it, it just it was done so quickly. Um, yeah, and you wonder why couldn't the old commission, you know, just table it for thirty days and let the new commission uh, take it I, up? I think that there was, you know, in their defense, uh, I think there were some serious concerns on whether the new commission would approve it. Um, you know, and I think that why is that a defense if they didn't think the new commission would support it? Why didn't they let it roll <laughs> over to the new commission? I guess they thought they knew better. Than the well, yeah. well, you know, it, it talking to even uh, Hewlett Spencer the owner advocate they've never seen a project ever take the steps in the course that this did um yeah well now this hewlett spencer and they talk about the <laughs> and that's yeah, a that's talk maybe about a, the other thing that gobbled this yeah that may I be mean, a whole different these guys uh, topic, have, have topic far and wide and increasing reputation for extreme cost overruns so yeah they uh, always got paid now and so, you know, you go back and you look at, I mean, there, unfortunately, there's nothing we can change in the past. There's a lot of things that if I would have had anything to do with it or could have done anything about it, I would have done it very differently. I think we need to we need to uh, be a lot more proactive in, in our county and look at things at a 30,000-foot view. You know, there were just lots of issues. You looked at the steering committee that consisted of judges, attorneys, um, judicial staff, that were not involved in the process, and quite frankly, there were some commissioners that felt like, um, you know, it was their not it was not their responsibility to be part of that process. And I just wholeheartedly disagree with that. We're building that for the people of Murray County. And we're building that for our judicial staff. That uh, you know, we should be taking their input. We should be, you know, uh, requesting the needs, and and you know, we need to do it once, and we don't need to go back and think about it for another hundred years. So, and, um, and so now we got ourselves what maybe an acre and a half, a uh, four million dollar piece of dirt. Uh, is that that, uh, right, uh, that about right, Gabe? <laughs> As it sits right now today, um, you know, there is uh, there's about four million dollars into a piece of dirt. Um, that does include, you know, some of the site prep work. Um, and let's be clear, this is, you know, the old commission. That, and the, the old commission were people, it was a good commission, probably the best commission I can remember in my lifetime in Murray County. Well, hopefully this next one, Del, hopefully it's better. Well, the next one, you know, the, the next one is just getting started. They we're may, just getting our feet wet. Yeah, they may, the, the, the new one may be even better, but I, I don't recall a better commission, you know, from the 70s, 80s, 90s and alts than the commission that just retired that being said they and hewitt spencer have screwed this turkey up uh and the taxpayers in murray county get left left hole in the bag Uh, gabe are you all actually gonna build a courthouse there an annex great question i just i want to go back and i want to say something um you know i know that hewlett spencer definitely carries a, a part of this process but make no mistake mr delk um 
the last commission screwed this deal up. Oh yeah. Um, Hewlett Spencer is there as an over owner advocate, uh, you know, constructor, um, and the the last commission they have a responsibility to the taxpayers and the people of Murray County um, to do things thorough to do things the right way well, and, and well, unfortunately this one just wasn't handled the right way well, and i don't want to get so stuck in the past no but. no i told you so is not fun but uh huge spencer told the old commission that a new courthouse could be built for 30 million dollars that is it, simply unrealistic well and, and the, the old and, commission had this trope going well we got a federal grant for 30 million or something so it's free well no it's not free and no it can't be built for 30 million uh, you know, we, Clayton and I called around some other counties who built uh, courthouses, and you know, you're, you're looking at you're probably looking more like it's sixty million. So, and, and again, just, just for point of, of clarity, uh, Hewlett Spencer actually never said they could build it for thirty million. The last commission told Hewlett Spencer to get it done for thirty million dollars, and you can go back and 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 watch the video on that. And so, I, th- I think that's okay. that's right. absolutely where the problems have have kind of started and stemmed um mr york i do want to answer your question yeah I, well, one thing i was going to say uh, you know i've, I've been on the, uh, the board and commissions when you hire a consultant that's exactly what you hire a consultant you still supposed to do di- due diligence as a member or a commission member or a board member to investigate true costs true expenses to the best of your knowledge that's and not right. just let the consultant drive all decisions well, and if you look at the resolution of the commission, though, they asked Hewitt Spencer to do it for $30 million. They, Hewitt Spencer was under no contractual obligation, never has been, and is not now under any obligation to deliver a completed courthouse for $30 million. They're That's just, right. They're not. That is right. The new one in Gallatin ended up being around, I think, was it $82 million? Something like that. Yeah. Included a garage, but, you know, big deal. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is this is malfeasance. Uh, all right, Gabe, stick with us on the other side, and let's talk about. Uh, well, maybe you can give us insight of where you think this thing's going to end up. But let's, if, let's come if back. We on don't the other build side. a courthouse. Yeah. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Hi, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Here is what some of our customers are saying about us. Great people. The place to shop for fair prices and great craftsmanship. Beautiful vintage and custom jewelry. Thank you, Beth. That is our goal. Stop by and see for yourself. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia and Lewisburg. Owned and operated by Rick, custom designer and Terry, registered gemologist. Assuring you the best jewelry value and expert services. Are you 
you're thinking about a new fence, maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled. But then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Need a little extra cash for the holidays? From now until Christmas, Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical is giving you a $500 Visa gift card when you buy select new HVAC systems or receive a $250 gift card with a new tankless water heater and make zero payments for 12 months. Visit happyhiller.com. Happy you'll be or the service is free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. I've got a math question for you. When you add tolerance, subtract prejudice, and multiply efforts to treat one another with respect, what do you get? Less division. And school sports have it down to a science. Looking for an example of what can happen when we realize there's more that unites us than divides us? Look no further than high school sports in Tennessee. This message presented by the Tennessee Secondary School Athletic Association and the Tennessee Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Celebrate the new year at the Center of Hope Mule Drop on Murray County Square. The mule drops at midnight to the roar and bang of fireworks and confetti cannons. Before the drop, toasts will be held at 9, 10, and 11 p.m. Email your New Year's wishes or your good riddance 2022 to org. That's cSims at centerofhopetn.org. The best will be read at the hourly toast. It all begins with family-friendly time at the Kids Zone and Petting Zoo from 6 to 10 p.m. This event is free. Center of Hope helps victims of violence, rape, and stalking. For more information or to donate, go to centerofhopetn.org. Live entertainment includes Rubik's Groove, Kith and Ken, Cade and Big Zoe, Addison Ennis, with a grand finale by Chief Smiley Ricks and the C-Town Specials. Thank you to our sponsors, Baxter Family Management, Foster Insurance, Family Advantage Credit Union, Experience Murray, and many others for making this all possible. Back three dudes with a view. Wet Wednesday edition. I am Delk Kennedy. I'm dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing? I'm doing well, Delk. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How are you? Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. And our special guest today, Gabe Howard, Eighth District Commissioner for Murray County. How you doing, Gabe? Oh, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Good morning, Murray County. Good morning, Middle Tennessee. Good morning, uh, Gabe. Maybe if you could. Um, so let, let's close out this courthouse thing, but. Uh, where do you see it ended up now? What what do you uh, 
so again, I think it's it's important to understand the the past, but the real truth here is we we've we need a courthouse. We need to move forward. Um, you know, so we have received notice that there is an approved set of plans. Um, I believe as of this this last month, uh, it is in the hands of Bell Constructors to put together a number. Um, the plan did go through the Murray County Regional Planning Commission just as a uh, you know an FYI um, this past week, and and it was approved out of that that body. Um, it is, will is Bell the the same group that built the Dixon County? No, um, that was Williams. No, that was uh, J.W. Frierson. Frierson, okay. Sorry. Um, so we, uh, Bell does a lot of the Hewlett-Spencer uh, projects, and so there is a number that should be becoming coming before the full commission in January is what we've been told. Um, you know, there's obviously concerns there. Um, in in my, my quick calculations, um, you know, they they basically have to build, you know, fifty six to fifty eight thousand square feet at a cost of twenty four to twenty six million dollars, um, and that's going to be tough. So, I know that there's a lot of people that are invested into this and and want to see this, you know, move forward and to, to go forward. Um, I think what it's really going to come come down to is. There will not be any support for an additional property tax increase uh, to cover the the delta of what that judicial let's, center let's, will cost. Let's be clear that the old commission did have available to it thirty million dollars, which my understanding was is that it's still available. However, if the cost of the courthouse should exceed thirty million, then the county would have to borrow, and in its present financial situation, would have to raise taxes to uh to uh service that debt uh if the price of the courthouse exceeds 30 million all right and 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 the four million that's already been spent is that part of the 30 million it is it was a 30 million all-in expense um so now we're down to about 26 is what in 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 my calculations uh you also got two million dollars in architectural fees oh 24 so the number yeah, okay. fifty eight thousand so, square feet for twenty four million dollars. So yeah, I think that um, I think there's some question about whether or not the original one point eight was included in that thirty, and so that's why I say twenty four to twenty six million. Yeah. Um, you know, again, I think that I think this is not a uh, this is not a, a want in our community. Is it is a need in our community? But, but be clear, Gabe, in our present financial situation. If the budgeted thirty million is exceeded, it would require the county to borrow money and raise taxes. Correct. There's no additional funding mechanism to fund any additional uh, needs for the judicial center. Um, there's there's no buckets of money sitting around. They have tapped every bucket that was available. Um, and again, I want to so, give. So the answer is yes. The answer is there's no other money available, um, and there so would within taxing. That that's right. You got that's right. Got to tax and borrow. And so you know the previous commission uh, did use uh, 14 million dollars of American Rescue funds. Uh, you know money, uh, COVID money, um, and so I, I think that there were there were some creative ways. Um, 
you know, to fund the judicial center um, with the abilities that they had at that time. But I mean, adequate facilities, it, it's all been tapped. There's no additional funds available. Um, you know, but th- Gabe, Gabe, you all don't have to build a Taj Mahal. Uh, you need and, to build a useful and, building and, that you and, can use to support the judicial system. And Mr. York, I agree with you a hundred percent. You know, it's it's like you shouldn't walk into the steps of a of a church and it's got granite steps on it. Um, the same thing applies, you know, when it comes to government offices. Here's the thing that I think is real important, and I've been following this process. They're not building the Taj Mahal. Um, quite frankly, the plans that I've seen. I mean. Um, it's, it's it's it was previously even hard to look at you know it looked like something stepping way back in time um i have seen some updated plans that did look a lot better um you know the other thing i think that's really important mr york is we don't need the taj mahal but we also need a building that's going to be there for the next hundred years because we're going to be paying on it for at least 30 yeah well i'm saying you build a useful building but but we don't have to have all the the flims and flams that builders recommend to put on it to make it look like yeah. it's a, a and, diamond. And, and, and I can assure you that's not going to be the case. There, there's not going to be any of that. There's no there's no way um, within the budget that they have today. I mean, first of all, I don't believe that they will bring back a number that's less than whatever that number is, 24 or $26 million. There's just no way. Um, and I hope I'm wrong. And I'll come back on here uh, and, and I'll I'll admit to that, uh, but you know, I I, I think that uh, there's no frills in the plan today. Um, you know, and we all want to see this, you know, move forward. So, well, uh, yeah, and also, you know, you're gonna have to pull maintenance on the building anyway over the next thirty years. So that's you, right. You know, if 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 you build a snap building, then you still got to do maintenance on it to maintain it. That's right. Yeah, and what kind of building you're going to get? But but Gabe, uh, so assuming that uh, the project does exceed the thirty million dollars uh, budgeted, and the commission is then required to uh, issue debt and raise taxes, uh, do you see the commit the present the new commission? Uh, are are they in a mood to raise taxes and and borrow or? Uh, or, or will they do that? You know, uh, I have not specifically spoke to anyone on this matter as, you know, that's not really something that we can deliberate on and discuss. But the the temper in the room that I felt is and some of the some of the comments that were made in a public setting were hell no. Um there is not a single new commissioner that I could see that would vote to support a property tax increase, especially seeing that Murray County just experienced one of the largest property tax increases. Um, that's been the single biggest, uh, you know, calls that I've received as a new commissioner, um, emails that I've received from constituents of Murray County. And so I, I would say that myself i can speak only for myself there is no way that i would support that um so you know and i think one last you know point there to make is at this point the only thing that's actually been approved through the commission is the 2.177 million dollars in dirt work and uh you know site prep and demolition 
So there's actually not been a resolution that has come across the the commission to approve the full additional, you know, I guess, again, I think there's some question on 24 or $26 million. Okay. All right, Gabe, let's shift gears uh, and talk about schools and uh, maybe get back to our discussion about the impact fees, which we don't have and are going to be asking the legislature to give us next year. And you brought along with uh, – with you uh the uh figures of enrollment in our various schools around the county and um if you look down now, now what was the estimate we got like five new schools <coughs> again that that's one of the floating questions out there of there's lots of variables that go into the equation of school system you've got kids that are graduating you've got you know, some years of not as many kids moving into the the community. You've got, you know, sometimes older folks or, or retired folks that are moving into the community that do not have kids. Um, I, I wanted to back up real real quick. And, okay. Uh, one thing that, uh, you know, Sunday nights, Yellowstone is a, a big thing in my house. And um, I've seen this sentiment with John Dutton and the growth that's going on you know, in Montana, and I just wanted to read a quote that uh, he said on the show two weeks ago. Okay. Freedom, been thinking a lot about that lately. The word, what it means, the dictionary thinks it means the power or right to think, speak, or act as one wants without hindrance or restraint. As governor of this state, I'm sworn to protect that right. Building a city in the middle of our most pristine wilderness strips you of that freedom. It eliminates your freedom to breathe clean air, drink clean water. It strains the ability of our schools, our hospitals, and our police. That requires an increase in our taxes, which in turn strains our families, forcing you to decide whether you can afford to live in a place you call home. That's not progress in my mind. That's an invasion, John Dutton. So one of the things that yeah. that I think uh, is is increasing across the country is this is not a Murray County problem. This is a... Uh, this is a small community, uh, you know, great places to live across across the United States problem. You know, there's a reason why people are coming to Murray County. It's a great place to raise a family. It's a great place to live. I feel very fortunate that, you know, I'm not generationally from here, um, but I'm proud to be part of this community. And, um, you know, so I, I think that tying back into kind of the schools conversation, impact fees conversation, We've got to figure out a level playing field that the developers can come and build a product here, but we can also support the needs in public infrastructure here in our community. And so, uh, you know, we've got some numbers here in front of us. Uh, these numbers were based on the the May end-of-year capacity numbers when it came to our, our school system that I was provided. Um you know, you've got some different averages across the board. The elementary school capacity used, you've got, you know, 70, almost 77%. Yeah, and Gabe, we're running out of time here, but I'm I'm looking down here. You know, our elementary schools are 76.8% uh, full. Uh, the Our middle schools, on average, 65.1% occupied. High schools, 79.8% occupied. Uh, unit schools 74.9 percent occupied we have definitely got some excess capacity in our school system uh i I tell you what's shocking is only 53 percent capacity at spring hill middle 
and then 66% at Battle Creek Middle. There's there's some room there. Yeah, there is. And, Clayton, let's talk real quick about some figures, and maybe Gabe, we'll have time for Gabe to respond to them. Yeah, uh, back in 2010, uh, they did a census. We added 23,000 people from 10 to 20. And uh, that to how many households is that? 9,000. 9,000 households, and we added how many students in the school system from, during that period of time? The numbers we had was 11,730 in 2010. Uh, uh, 2022 at 12,783. Right. That did not include the 233 in, in alternative school, but we did the average per household, and Delkey came out to 0.117. That is 0.117 children per household in the new houses households in Murray County. Now, Gabe, I know you know that the figure, um, the rule of thumb used is the lowest I've ever heard is one children child per household i've heard as high as two as a rule of thumb but if if the these historic trends continue i, I you, you have to surmise that these are probably uh older folks without children and so point one children per household point one so we don't if those trends continue we don't need much school yeah, I, I think we got to get behind some of that data and, and figure out what that looks like. I know that there are state formulas, um, there are national formulas. I've heard something as crazy as two point five. Um, you know, when point it comes one. to we're talking about point one. You got you got to have ten households to get one child. Yeah, and I, again, I don't know how that data is uh, completely <laughs> comprised of, but. I think the data is important, and I think that the facts do matter. We've got to get ahead of those things. Gabe, the commission needs to focus on developing business acumen for every business that they can get, and that will take care of the growth in terms of revenue. All right. Let's... Let's uh, tomorrow, Gabe. It's always great to have you. We may have to give you a day a week. Uh, hey, thank you all so much for having me. Uh, really appreciate it. Love being part of this community. All right, tomorrow, folks. Have a great day, everybody.